Tell me what you doing, yeah. I pull up flexing with some niggas to influence, yeah. I got Lynn shot into my love, looking right, and she teasing me. After the night, I just won't know if you gon' leave with me. Like, what's the issue? Money gon' talk on me, big knots, and they don't fall now. Nah. Put take the lead, drink all on me, and I got four now. Nah. I was come that I don't need, I got my own now. Nah. Guns busting in the street, it's a showdown. Money gon' talk to your friends, yeah. Kick back at the jewelry end, yeah. Niggas be talking, we bustin', we never discuss. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I'm back again. I am who I am. My name is my name. And welcome into episode 50 of Shooting the Shit with Sands. How we doing? I'm feeling fantastic today, finally. Had a long weekend in Austin. Oh, did I have a long weekend in Austin. Oh, buddy. We gotta start listening to our ladies. Nia was like, yo, you're done. Like, she, my girl, she knows I'm grown and I can handle my liquor, right? <clears throat> but she also knows when I'm about to go over the top and I'm gonna feel like shit in the morning. And when I'm about to be too drunk, right? So, she tells me, yo, you're done. You need to chill out. You had enough to drink. You're not acting retarded yet. I'm not supposed to say that word. Don't care. You're not acting like a moron. Let's go. You're good. And I'm like, come on, man, because I always had this tendency to have to have a drink at the bar. You know what I mean? I wanted to sit there with no drink. Not because I look like a broke boy. It's just like you're at a bar. You got to be sipping something. And I don't know how to sip whiskey Cokes, whiskey diets, whatever I get. They just, God, them bar drinks just flow through me because I'm used to my home pours, which are like triple the amount of fucking alcohol as the regular bar pours, like a real bar pour. You know what I mean? So I, uh. Got a little too drunk, woke up the next day, could not eat a thing. Went to a nice-ass brunch restaurant, could not eat a thing. Couldn't eat, caught the flight home, watched the rest of the Arkansas game. Woo fucking pig suey, we'll get into that. And, you know, I recovered, went to work today, felt amazing. Couldn't eat till like, 8 p.m. yesterday, so. But, man, I missed it. How we doing, huh? I was going to take my shit down there, but when I start hanging out with my friends... Like, once again, Jamal didn't even watch that. I think I've told this. I went to Austin, uh, one of the pods before. Jamal don't watch that many sports. He will watch them if we all watch them. But other than that, Jamal don't watch sports. So, it was just one of those things. I didn't watch any Heat games, surprisingly. I didn't watch the two Heat games that they played against the Pacers. One, we got fucking murdered by 40. And the other one was a close overtime game. I was on the flight um, coming back. So, <clears throat> or I was on the way back. So, it is what it is, man. But today on the docket, the docket, ooh, the docket, we're going to get into some NFL free agent signings, going to get into some uh, basketball, the the trade deadline's right around the corner, can't wait for it, to be honest. So we're going to have a, probably a long pod today. I'm going to go over some impactful uh Free agent signings in the NFL, like I just said, but we're going to go over the most impactful ones. I'm not going to go over all these bullshit ones, you know what I mean? Like, I think that people aren't talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. They got Ngakwe and they got Solomon Thomas. Sure enough, that D-line, I think they're going to be pretty impressed because that's the one thing they were really missing was a half-decent defense, right? So, there's a lot of moves people really aren't talking about in my eyes that I think uh, 
could turn out pretty well. And I think the Giants getting Kenny Galladay is crazy. But we're going to get into that. And obviously, March Madness, bro, my hogs are dancing. We're toe-tapping. Hmm. And this may go down. I'm not, like, I'm not even trying to be, uh, not trying to be hyperbolic. Also, I'm watching this Gonzaga game. Oh, you just cut it to fucking 12. I got plus 15 and a half. Not trying to be hyperbolic. I think that Arkansas, if we make it to the final four, our first three games have been easy. Now, Texas Tech was a tough team, but I just believe, you know, uh, there's better teams talent-wise. They have a great coach, and they are a tough-ass team. But other than that, I didn't really think they were that talented overall. Does that make sense? There's a lot more talented teams out there, and I think we've gotten lucky. And then we have Oral Roberts next round in the Sweet 16. So hopefully we can take care of business there. I think we play on my birthday on the 27th, so that will be a good birthday present if we can go into the Elite Eight. And wow, that'd be crazy. So let's hope for that. But guys, how are we doing? How are we fucking doing? Went to Austin. You know, kind of kind of let my mind loose out there. Get some inspiration. I realized engagement parties are like a really big thing in people's lives, man. So many presents. So many people. Because when I thought about it, I was like, I don't think this many people are going to be in my engagement party. And then I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, there is. There's going to be a fuck ton of people at my engagement party. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jamal's so funny because he doesn't like getting gifts at all. Mostly like in public. He wants to open them in private because he doesn't know how to react. Because he's like me. I can get the the thing I begged for for Christmas and I'll be like, thank you. Yeah. Mmm, this is so cool. Ah. Like it's not even a real reaction, but I am very appreciative of it. I don't know how to explain it. I don't freak out about gifts per se. And the girl made this big announcement that they get to make the 30 bottles of their own <laughs> 30 bottles of their own wine. Like go to a winery and taste test it and make it. It's a, it is a amazing present. And Jamal's just like this, covering his hands. <laughs> He's just like, dude, that's so fucking, dude, that's so cool. Like he didn't want to, <laughs> it was the funniest. I was just laughing in the background knowing he did not know what the fuck to do. But thought it was hilarious. I thought it was fucking funny. Okay, so we're going to get to these NFL signings first. Man, let me tell you. So I, I just have a long-ass list of ones that I can talk about. Okay? So ones I give a shit about. I think Emmanuel Sanders is a little washed, but him going to Buffalo, he may have an impact. I like that signing. Jamal Williams is gone, so now... A.J. Dillon, it means he's getting 1,000 yards because they refuse to feed Aaron Jones, right? Jared Cook is a replacement to Hunter Henry on the Chargers as Hunter Henry goes to the New England Patriots, and they got Jonu Smith as well. Like I said, I told you guys, they're building this, the college scheme for Cam Newton. They're going to be fucking, is it 22 personnel? Two tight ends, two receivers? Is that what the fuck that's called? I don't know. 12 personnel. 12 personnel is two tight ends, one running back, right? Is that right? I think that's right. But yeah, they're going to have two tight ends out there. He's going to be running read option with fucking seven linemen, basically, and two receivers. So uh, I saw that coming just based off their signings and trades and things of that nature. Uh, Kyle Long came out of retirement and signed with the Chiefs. Hassan Reddick... Uh, yeah, Hassan Reddick went to the Carolina Panthers. 
They're building a little defense over there. I'm letting y'all know they're building a little defense over there. So, I'm trying to look. Oh, Andy Dalton's going to be the starter in Chicago. That's pretty impressive. Chris Carson got re-signed. Will Fuller to Miami. Now, this is huge. This is huge. Oh, my God. Sorry to interrupt. Oklahoma cut it to 10. They got a rebound. Nine seconds left on the shot clock. He hits it, shoots a three, misses. Got to get the rebound. They don't get the rebound. Six minutes left. Oh, they're going to they're gonna hate that sequence. But it's so big because what did Tua throw to all his whole college career? Guys that run these four fours, four fives, like speedsters. That's what he's used to. That's what he throws to. He's good with the deep ball. He's always been good with the deep ball. So I think that helps him a lot. Kyle Van Noy is back in a Patriots uniform. You know what I mean? And the Giants are building something over here for Daniel Jones. Or they, I, I mean, they can't sign to Sean Watson now. But that means, th- this to me means they think Daniel Jones is the guy. Which is kind of scary. They get Kyle Rudolph and they get Kenny Galladay. They got a defensive player as well. I forgot who they got. But they got, they're getting little pieces and I think it's hilarious. Like, they're about to be a good-ass team next year, mostly with that defense they had um, from a year ago that I kept telling y'all for fucking 15 weeks that that defense was top tier. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, guys. I didn't. Drink, I couldn't drink any water yesterday, so I'm chugging. And, you know, Shaquille Barrett, we got him back. We got him back. I think one of the bigger signings was Trey Hendrickson going to the Bengals. Now, is that going to help their defense a lot? I think he's a talented guy, right? I've watched him play a lot because he's on the Saints. And I think he's a very talented guy. But he's he needs a top-tier pass rusher beside him to make him look that way. Like, Sheldon Rankins and Cameron Jordan will help you out a little bit, right? So... I think that helps him out. Bud Dupree going to Tennessee, also huge for them. They're also building their defensive line. Who else? They signed somebody else that's a talented guy. He was on the, the Colts defense. Oh, Danico Autry. Yes, yes, yes. So they're, they're getting pieces to build that defensive lineup because Jadavion Clowney was not the answer, let me tell you. He was not the answer for them or Seattle or anybody who fucking signed him. So... I think that there's a lot of teams out here trying to build something. I see Keanu Neal went to the Dallas Cowboys. I think that's an impressive move considering he finally stayed healthy for the first time in his career for a full season. Off a torn Achilles, by the way, which is fucking cr- I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's because he's playing more conservative or not. But that dude, when he's fully healthy, which I don't think he will be for the rest of his career because of the torn Achilles, that dude's fucking talented. And his ball skills are crazy. He's a heat-seeking missile. Very talented guy out of the University of Florida. And Sheldon Rankins goes to the New York Jets. That's good for me. I think people are going to start moving out of New Orleans. There's one of two ways New Orleans can go with this. They either go, we're selling out with Taysom Hill, and we're going to keep everybody, or it's rebuild time. And I don't know what that means for Sean Payton, but I think a dude of that caliber survives or moves on to a head coaching job somewhere uh, where it's like a great place to be. Does that make sense? Let's say uh, fucking 
Bruce Arians retires, AJ would not. I hope he wouldn't do that. Goes to Tampa Bay. I just don't see Sean Payton getting fired anytime soon. I'm not saying he's going to get fired, but he is a scumbag, by the way. I dislike Sean Payton. That dude tries to run the score up and gets his fucking players hurt. He he got he did it with Alvin Kamara and he did it with Michael Thomas. That dude is up thirty five to seven, and he's got his starters out there with six minutes left to put up another touchdown. It's fucking stupid. So, I really like. I didn't think there was some uh, other than what we already talked about monster signings. You know, I think um, Urban Meyer trying to make a a fucking Ohio State light team over there, you know what I mean? And I think that <laughs> Patrick Peterson to the Vikings is interesting. AJ Green to the Cardinals is interesting. He's just he's just slow now. He's not just not that good. And I just see every time I scroll, it's just more Jets players. So that's all I really got for the NFL signings. I think Kenny. I think the NFC East is becoming more interesting. Oh, and Curtis Samuel went to Washington as well. I mean, that dude's twenty five years old, and he is. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but him and Terry McLaurin could be scary, man. And I'm pretty sure they were teammates at Ohio State. Him and Terry McLaurin could be wrong. Or him and Dwayne were one of the two. But yeah, man, that team's going to be pretty scary with that defense and those weapons that they can get. They got Fitzmagic, but that doesn't mean it's permanent. And Fitzmagic, by the way, I don't know why he lost his starting job last year on the Dolphins. Made no sense. Made no sense. But I know I didn't really elaborate on a lot of things. I just see certain teams building, and I think that the Tennessee Titans, if they can get that pass rush ready, I told you all all year I didn't think their defense was that good because their back end was getting exposed because they have to play coverage for 45 seconds. So if they can get that that pass rush going, get that back end tightened up, that team's going to be fucking good. And I think uh, Malcolm Butler left Tennessee as well, correct? So, you know. I think the NFL is going to be a it's going to be a fun season. Mostly that NFC East, holy shit! Oh, and the Rams got uh three games out of Deshaun Jackson. I think they signed him to a a fucking ten day contract. That's all he's fucking worth. I I just can't I can't forgive the guy. He fell on a ball. He fell on the ball. Right? Said he lost his breath and he tore his ankle when he played for the Bucks. He dove for a ball and tore a muscle or ligament in his fucking ankle. How is that even possible? And he was out. He played. He was playing amazing. Best deep. By the way, Deshaun Jackson is probably the best. No, it's not even probably. He is the best deep ball target of my lifetime. He may be the best deep ball target ever other than Randy Moss. Like, this dude was touched. I think he leads the uh, history books in touchdowns over 50 yards or some shit. Like, he is a streak route. And he hasn't lost, dude, as many injuries as this guy has had, he has not lost a single step. It's incredible to me. It's incredible. But, you know, just love to see it. I'm going to, I want to see what the Tennessee Titans do. I know they got Reynolds, Josh Reynolds from the Rams to replace Corey Davis. They're going to have to do more than that. <laughs> They're going to have to do more than that. They just are. They're going to have to do more than that to replace him. But that means AJ Brown next year for fantasy owners. Fuck. That dude's about to ball. Mike's be worth keeping. So we're going to take a little commercial break, right? I know I didn't elaborate a lot, guys. I'm a little rusty, okay? Been off for a week, okay? I look clean as fuck with the, the gold chain on. Got a new gold chain. Hello. And, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about some shit. Going to get into some uh, NCAA. I'm, gonna t- I'm just going to review the NCAA bracket, really. 
big upsets, all that shit, maybe. Y'all know how I come back and don't even talk about what I'm about to talk about. So I'm definitely covering NBA trade rumors, and I'm going to just go through Sham's tweets. Go through Sham's tweets. I know the Heat, are, Heat and the 76ers are leading the, the, the contest to get Kyle Lowry, so we'll see how that turns out by the deadline. All right, guys, so enjoy this commercial break. I'm going to be screaming at you like always, and here we go, man. Include that in the pod, I guess, right? This is definitely going to be the Instagram clip. <sighs> All right, guys. So as I rip off a roommate's nail, here we go. Seventeen point lead for Oklahoma, guys. I got to do a live reaction to a bet here to make it a sixteen point lead. Hit it. Thirty-seven seconds left. Clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. We're going to have a miracle shot made. We are. They're dribbling out the clock. No fouls. No fouls. Six second difference. We're going to have to pull up for a jumper. Nine, eight, seven, six. Is he going to hit this? Is he shooting? God damn it, they got the rebound. Plus 15? They lose by 16? You should fucking cry. I gotta stop gambling. Oh! What? What a fucking sequence, if you want me to be real. What a sequence. I rip off a nail. Next thing you know... They pulled a Band-Aid off me. How fucking ironic, right? I guess we'll get back into the podcast. Yikes. Trade rumors. Oh, this is the second half of the podcast. Had to restart it, guys. Had to restart it. Just ripped off my roommate's nail. Uh, It was cracked. She was yelling. Did not know when you break a nail, you have to rip off their whole nail. She was bleeding like a motherfucker. Okay. She's a warrior. What can I say? Now, NBA trade rumors just lost a huge bet. God, shit. Okay, here we go. Who can hoop? Oh, yeah, Austin Reeves can hoop. Yes, he can. Oh, you buy. Plus 15 stinks. So, into the trade rumors we go, right? Uh, As I was saying, these things happen. You just hear a lot of bullshit come out. But I am am listening very closely to the Kyle Lowry trade rumors. And I'm listening very closely to the Victoria Depot trade rumors and the Aaron Gordon trade rumors. Now, the Aaron Gordon trade rumors coincide with Victoria Depot right now. I'm about to crack open this damn Red Bull. Alrighty. So they coincide, right? They're they're talking how they need a third team probably to be involved to pull this trade off for Victor Oladipo and Aaron Gordon. Oh my god, I'm over fucking rocking the mic. So with that being said, we know who I think the third team will be, the Heat. Someone who's looking to Trade for a guy that can help you win now. And and we have wing players out the wazoo. Who do you want? You want Tyler Hero? Take him. 
for Victor Oladipo, I'll take him because we're re-signing Victor Oladipo. It will be a fat contract, but he's hooping right now, man. I'm sorry. Our perimeter defense has to improve. It has to. And I think Tyler Hero in about two or three years is 22 points with his eyes closed. He is 18 points a game right now. And he has played bad this season. He's played very bad. Very poor. He is a bucket, though. The dude averages 17 points a game, man. That's a bucket for a dude in his second year who can le- I don't even think he can legally drink yet or he just turned 21. That's quite impressive to have that. Have that in your repertoire, man. That dude can, that dude can poop. And Duncan Robinson is 27 years old, who is a shooter, who has missed wide open three after wide open three. And if it's time to deal him, let's fucking get him out. Kelly Olynyk, I don't care how you're playing, bro. Get him the fuck out. And are those good pieces for Victor Oladipo? Would they accept that? They are not good pieces, but they kind of have to. He said, I ain't fucking with y'all. We lost 20 straight games. I'm not fucking with this team right now. Victor Oladipo does not want to be there. And do I actually blame him? Hell no. Because that team is ready for a rebuild. That team's going to build around Christian Wood. And poor Christian Wood's going to have to go there. With John Wall until his contract goes up and becomes a free agent. And he's going to have to just sit there and live through that hell hole for four or five years. And then Christian Wood's going to have to... The thing is, Christian Wood's smart because he signed a three-year deal. Right, I think it was three years for 40. They got a fucking steal. Three years for 44, something like that. They got a steal for Christian Wood. But it also means he's he knows his worth now, man. That dude can fucking ball. That dude can hoop. So it's time for him to just get the hell out of there when his contract is up. And then they're ready for a rebuild. And it stinks to watch a team like that and a coach like that, Steve Silas, go through that, right? Kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. So... Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking closely at those Aaron Gordon trade rumors. I don't think it's going to help him with a a, uh, a change of scenery. I think he just hasn't developed his game, and he's salty over dunk contest. I mean, what the fuck do you want me to say? So now the Lowry trades are real, and we were having a talk, me and Chris, in the group chat. This is small talk, wasn't extensive. But he is so correct when it comes to Tyrese Maxey is much more expendable than Tyler Hero is. Tyrese Maxey is a talented player. Is he as good as Tyler Hero right now? Fuck no, he's not. He's not even close. But that dude's going to be a hooper. Tyrese Maxey showed flashes of like, if he got continuous minutes like he was getting, he showed all rookie first team uh, potential. Honestly. He showed a very good, very good skills. He's very good. Uh, his finishing ability as a rookie is kind of ridiculous. It's It was surprising to me the the way he can finish at the rack. You know what I mean? Obviously, he needs to develop a little jumper. But other than that, I think that that is kind of an advantage for uh, the Sixers because their development program is insane, right? They got guys that got out the mud. I talked about Terrence. Uh, God damn, not Jones, Terrence Davis, Hunter. Terrence Davis. Talked about Terrence Davis. Pascal Siakam came out of nowhere. Fred Van Fleet came out of nowhere. Like, it just happens that they know how to develop players. Even Chris Boucher. Dear God, that guy is a weapon. A weapon. OG Ananobi. We can, the list goes on. 
Do you want me to keep fucking going? It just it seems as though they know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to developing players, and it's quite impressive, right? So I think if, if I'm specifying for the Heat, we're going to target LaMarcus Aldridge in the buyout market. He's been a guy that the Heat have been interested in forever. Oh, I'm, go, I'm showing the gold chain. Y'all got me fucked up. We've been interested in LaMarcus Aldridge every year since he's been in a trade rumor. We love Victor Oladipo, so those are who I'm looking at. Other trades, uh, Andre Drummond, I don't know where he's going to go. I think that the Lakers are going to push for him very hard. Very, very hard if he hits that buyout market. They have to right now with LeBron and AD being out. They have to. They have no other choice than to get another guy that can put the ball in the basket. Because if they're relying on Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, and Montrez Harrell to win you basketball games, man, let me tell you, you're fucked. And I just think it, it makes it interesting for the playoff pitcher. Honestly, when you when you look at the Lakers, if they drop to a six seed or something, that'd be crazy. And there's a real chance that they do. There's a real chance LeBron misses a month. And with this new schedule, there is a chance that they are a five to eight seed. Like, I think that is what's going to happen. And then LeBron and AD are going to come back and try to try to build up some some wins in a row and see what happens. But if AD comes back sooner than later, then yes, I do believe that they'll he can he can carry them to some victories. I I, I know that that dude's that dude's one of a kind, right? But it's also kind of scary to think about how unhealthy he is, and for him to have that workload of the Pelicans again, like literally, like it's the Pelicans. Is there a player on that court as good as? Drew Holiday with him or Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram wasn't there, but you know what I'm saying? Is there anybody as talented as some other guys that he's played with? I don't think so. I don't think so. So that's just my opinion. There was a trade. Um, Bay, the kid from the Pistons. Fuck. Uh, hold on. Bay. Pistons, Sadiq Bay, yep. Trade rumors. Something got declined for him. I forgot what it was. I thought it was stupid. Oh, Marvin Bagley is also, that's who it was. Marvin Bagley is a dude that the Heat are going to look out as well. Um, they, they declined Sadiq Bay for Marvin fucking Bagley. I think what it shows, people kind of, I, I'm not going to speak for them. But from my experience of watching how he tweets, what he says to the media, Marvin Bagley is a guy that feels entitled since he is the number two pick in that draft that he should be the star player on the team. And it's weird because you have De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald and you just have players that are just more talented than you. And you got to know your role, right? Like, if you were to pick one, who you picking, James Wiseman or him? Like, you could go through a long list of young guys who I'm picking over Marvin Bagley, and I like him. I think he's a very good player. I think he doesn't get his just due in that that organization, but I think he can do a lot of fucking damage. A lot of damage. Uh, if he was in the right situation and got the right minutes, I really do. And, you know, it's just these trade rumors haven't heated up yet. And I told y'all, I didn't think there's, there's not huge guys that are going to get, well, that aren't being talked about right now. They're not being talked about. But next thing you know, when it's 
what? Three days from now? Is that when it is? Yeah. Trade deadline is on Thursday. When it hits tomorrow and Wednesday, we're about to see some shit pop off. And I hope there is a mega trade. I think it's going to, I'm telling you, I think the Heat are going to make a lot of moves, man. After those two losses. So when we were going through those win streaks, we kind of were beating some shit teams. We were. Beating Chicago, beating uh, the Hornets. And then we face Indiana. We get smoked one game. Then the next game, we lose a tough one. It's not a good look, man. And I know we're streaking, and Jimmy Butler's been hooping his ass off still. So it's kind of that sacrifice of young assets to win now. Or do we wait? Jimmy's, I've kind of predicted, I think Jimmy's going to become a, I don't, knock on wood, I think he's just going to become a injury-prone, play 60 games a year guy because of how much and how hard he plays and his style of play is so hit the, he has that D-Wade style of play, the get to the rim, get contact, those guys just don't last a long time. And I hope he does. He stayed healthy for the most part. He had a toe injury and that was about it and got COVID, you know? So he stayed healthy. His right ankle, his ankles are fucked, but that's okay. He can deal with that. But it's kind of interesting when you think about that situation. It's it's hard to think of a 30-year-old, a 31-year-old guy who's in his prime and not try to win now when he's a walking triple-double. You get what I'm saying? So now we're going to get into some NCAA basketball. I'm just going to talk some shit, man. My bracket right now, the percentile doesn't mean really shit. It truly doesn't, but we're going to get into it, though, I guess. My, I have a bracket where Arkansas is winning. Fuck, did I pick Oklahoma or some shit? Anyways, it's at 75.5, even though it was just... I'm such an idiot. I picked, I picked Gonzaga to lose in the second round. But I also picked USC and Kansas correctly, who's about to play tonight. I picked Oregon over Iowa correctly. Jesus Christ. What's the next game on? UCLA I picked correctly. I mean, we're looking good. My my bracket ain't that fucked up. I had Maryland versus Alabama. I got Alabama beating them. Like, my bracket ain't really that fucked up. Had Baylor and Villanova. Had Arkansas and Florida. Or Arkansas and Ohio State. So, that's fucked up. But I'm doing pretty good. But Arkansas. Arkansas, baby. I talked about at the beginning of the show. I think this might go down as the easiest bracket schedule, knock on wood, ever to make it to the Elite Eight. Jesus Christ, the internet went out. But yes, Arkansas. Arkansas Razorbacks. This is why people should be scared of the Arkansas Razorbacks making it to the Elite Eight, right? Or the Sweet 16. Moses Moody hasn't even played his best basketball yet. And that is our... Truly one of our only, uh, he's one of our only NBA prospects. Now, Justin Smith is playing out of his mind. I need to go look up his, the, he made his comeback to Indiana and dropped fucking, he, he, st- he, he went to Indiana, then transferred to Arkansas, comes back to Indianapolis, I think he had 29. Jeez Louise, Justin Smith, Arkansas. Okay, we're going to go to his stats. Sorry, guys. God, my nose is just like a bitch. 
Oh, come on. Jesus Christ. I hate how on college guys you have to click on ESPN and go through and look at all the games. But he's just been on a fucking tear. Let's go to his game log. Yeah, we play on my birthday. It's going to be pretty fun to watch on my birthday. Hopefully we don't fucking lose. So he's been playing the whole game. Uh, he played 39 minutes <laughs> last game. He played 40 minutes the game prior. He dropped 29 in the first game. Had 5 steals, 13 rebounds with 29 points. Then dropped 20.6 rebounds. I mean, this guy's absolutely hooping. And once again, Moses Moody hadn't even played his best ball yet. Devo Davis is out here balling his ass off playing lockdown defense. And he is a guy that's very odd in college basketball now. He's a mid-range specialist as a scorer. He's like, he's amazing at shooting the ball from the mid-range and hitting facial shots and stuff. And the reason why I think we're scary, we're very good down low. We can hit the three when we need to. And the thing is, guys, we're winning games and we're barely hitting, what, nine three-pointers, ten three-pointers? And they're all J.D. Note shooting 38-footers. Like, honestly, just shooting contested shit and making them. Like, But J.D.'s done this. He's a talented shot maker, dude. He really is. He is. It's just funny to see that, to me, we're not even playing our best ball yet. That we can. And if we play our best ball, I think we are one of the most unbeatable teams in the country. Now, we'll see if we play lsu or we have to get one game at a time first of all oral roberts seem like they're on a mission they win the game the dude's like let's go do this shit man we said we would do this shit beginning of the year we win a national title they're not gonna win a national title but <laughs> i just think that it's very stupid of people to i don't know just think arkansas is a fluke or something like that they were talking about how i just Watch this guy talk about Chris Beard licking his chops. Oh, we got to play the clip. We got to play the clip. I'm sorry. I wish I knew how to put clips on my YouTube videos because I would. Let's do this. Eric Musselman. Come on, dude. Oh, fuck. Oh, this is... So he said that Chris Beard was licking his chops, and this is his response. Muscleman, our, our coach, the god. I was alerted before the game about somebody on CBS who, you know, who said something about the coaching matchup, so I was a little shocked that we could actually win a close game um, based on his comments. Um, whoever that guy is, I never heard of him in my entire life so his credibility is absolutely zero um but anyway uh <laughs> this dude had the audacity to compare their ncaa records or something when one eric musselman was in the nba for his whole coaching career basically waiting on a head coaching job and by the way he has a higher winning percentage than chris beard does through almost as many games. I don't understand I don't understand the comment. It was a stupid comment. He's a moron. He's this dude that sits there with Clay Travis every day. 
Yeah, and I'm taking the parlay plus eight and a half here. Guys, like, shut the fuck up. You wide-eyed, avatar-eyed, ugly fuck. Shut up. You got no business talking about muscleman. This is the goddamn must-bus. And it just ran you the fuck over. The thing is, he's going to come back and pick Arkansas. And the other thing is, he made the comment and he went viral for being a moron. And this dude comes on TV, well, I guess he didn't like my pick. It was a personal comment, bucko. Personal. Buck. Let me tell you, bud, that's personal. You don't tell a coach who went to the fucking Sweet 16 with Nevada. With Nevada! That he is a shit coach. He rebuilt a whole program. And look what he's done in his second year with Arkansas. Come on now. Give me a motherfucking break. People, lo- There's a reason people love him. That's why he gets all the transfers. That's why you see Arkansas now. Go look at any goddamn top transfer in the fucking country. Arkansas is right there because he wants already developed players. Because he's a, he's a smart guy. He doesn't want to have to build his players up. Smart guy. Dumbass. So, I just hate when people make comments like that. Like me, obviously I can make them. Alright? <laughs> And they're not about my favorite team. Uh, Yeah, man. And I just think that guy's a dumbass who should stick to gambling. He doesn't need to talk about sports. He is a gambling guy. That's what is so funny. That's why Eric Musselman has never heard about him. I have because I watched his shit show twice on Fox Sports and it was ass. So I hated it. Excuse me. Seeing Barry. How many times have I burped? I have burped one time every episode on this podcast. I'm pretty sure. It's disgusting. But yeah, that's. I think that's all I got for you guys. What a way to end. I think that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, if I do, if I come back with more, man, I'm, I'll come back and talk. I'm not going to say it's the end of the podcast yet. I'll do an outro if it's the end of the podcast. I'm going to do some more research. And I may come back with more, uh, more trade rumors and shit for you. So y'all hold on. And if I come back with an outro, I'll come back with an outro, okay? Also, song of the day, NBA Young Boys Showdown. Woo, banger. I'm back again, guys. So what I wanted to touch on, some more reports are coming out with the Marcus Smart report, right? Now, as I've gotten older, I see these things, and they start to make sense. Hawks express interest in Marcus Smart. That's what comes out. Then... Later in the day. Oh, by the way, guys. By, hold on, let me do this. I mean, tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> by the way, guys. Cam Reddish is available now. And Bogdanovich is available. So they're trying to test the market. Test the waves. I think that it's very difficult. I can't see the Celtics trading market smart away for one, either of those guys. One. Unless there's a John Collins deal involved. They're not trading away Marcus Moore. And I don't even know if they would for John Collins, which is crazy. I think that's crazy to think about. I just think, do I think John Collins is a better player than Marcus Smart? Yes. I just don't think John Collins is necessary for them to win. But Because Marcus Smart, when he was out, what do they have on the perimeter uh, without him? It's just one. They have two defenders. Jason Tatum has become a damn good defender. And Jalen Brown is one of the top perimeter defenders in the league on ball. But with Marcus Smart out there, 
you're talking about every possession Jason Tatum can guard the fourth best guy on the floor and be cool and be ready to score. And with John Collins out there, you could ask him to do the same thing. It's just going to be he's more skilled offensively than Marcus Smart, obviously. But Marcus Smart has developed into a damn good offensive player as well. He's developed a three-point shot, a consistent three-point shot, and when he gets hot, he gets scorching hot. Now, do I trust him in the playoffs to hit all these big shots? Nah, but he's not really needed to. You know, I think the the Celtics are a hot and cold team. They win four, lose two, win four, lose three. They're that type of team because their whole offense is based off contested shot-making by two guys. Well, by three guys, really. By Kimba, Jason, and Jalen. It's all contested shot-making, and you can't win in the league like that. You got to get some open ones, and they rarely do. So I think it's interesting to see. That's probably the big fish I think is getting traded on uh, before the deadline is John Collins. I said Zach Levine at the beginning, and I want him to get traded. I do. And now apparently... Fuck, fuck. Oh, the Nuggets are interested in Lonzo Ball. And if you see one thing the Nuggets need is a real point guard. So where Jokic, I don't, I think Jokic should touch the ball every possession anyways. But you've got to get some more consistent perimeter shooting, one. And two, you need a real point guard. Jamal Murray is a 6'3 shooting guard. 6'3, I shoot 20 times a game shooting guard. That's what he is. He is not a point guard. And with a dude like Jokic, do you really need a true point guard? I don't think so. But it's going to help out a lot. It's going to help out a lot. You got Monte Morris out there. Got Will Barton. You know, they need a guy that can handle the rock, make a play off the pick and roll. And I think that'll help Jamal Murray get some open shots because that's his problem too. Jamal Murray has a lot of Donovan Mitchell nights. And have we seen the Jazz... Have we seen him? Was Hunter right again? I think so. Donovan Mitchell's back to Donovan Mitchell. Jesus Christ. Chill out, man. You're not. He was a fluke-ass point guard for that first half of the season, wasn't he? Hit the all-star break and started doing his thing again. But Jamal Murray has those games where it's a no playmakings there, shoot 23 times, hit five of them. Yeah, he hits a clutch one, but... I don't know. And I think Jamal Murray's a bucket, and I think he's talented as fuck. But they need a true point girl on that team to run some shit, you know? So, yeah, man, that's uh, that's probably the end. That's all I saw for extra trade rumors talk. So, I'll probably insert that. I, no, I'll keep it at the end because I'm about to do outro. So, well, guys, sorry for not having that many jokes. Yeah, it is what it is. Came back ready to talk some sports, man. I miss this shit so much, so... I hope y'all have a great evening, day, whatever you do, however you're listening to it, man. I love y'all so much. Episode 50 is in the books. That compilation is coming soon. Eight Sands, funniest moments on the pod. Hope y'all have a great day. I love you guys. Pod, goat, greatest ever is out. Deuce. I get it, I spin it, I hop in the bin
with a glizzy, I take out the clip and I fit it. He said he want smoke and I'm with it. Fucking these little bitches. As soon as I done out the door, she gon' kick it. Know I be thuggin', told the whole fuck you bitch for a fact. She know that I meant it. Step on the gas, I'ma hit it. I'm on my way, I be flying through the city. Float on the floor like I'm wearing some heels. Get out your body, I give you the.